0: Get the full bonfire experience on your screen. youtube.com/bonfire sports. Thumbs up, subscribe. You'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. are you feeling Bomber Nation what an unbelievably dominant performance from your Winnipeg Blue Bombers 48-11 the Winnipeg Blue Bombers come away with victory in front of 27,000 plus at the Madhouse on Matheson that is win number 14 on the season and with it following the BC Lions loss in Toronto uh earlier in the day the Blue Bombers will secure a first place in the West division and the CFL and host the West division final on November 13th. Welcome inside game day after dark Darren bombing with you, Zach Schnitzer to join shortly. You, yes, you, you're the fire starters. Thanks for joining us uh, around the bonfire tonight. Uh, Lots to get to on the show. I want to talk about how now that they've secured first place, The Blue Bombers navigate their final two games of the regular season, a bye week coming up following their game in BC next weekend, and then a first round bye in the playoffs. Uh, Great to see everybody joining us in the live chat. Corey, Ryan, Mac, James, Booch, Granny Bomber fan. Uh, Good to see you all uh, in the live chat. Jump in and say hello. You got a question, fire away. What's going on, James? Welcome to you too. Uh, Bob, man, uh, Lynn, uh, so many familiar faces. Arlen and Turk, uh, uh, Bob, man, I think I mentioned you. Yeah, you've been commenting a couple times there. Great to see everybody. Thanks for joining us live on YouTube. Facebook. If you're watching live on Twitter right now, head over to youtube.com bonfire sports. Then you can interact, get into the live chat. Uh, really appreciate all you guys uh, hitting subscribe. If you haven't yet, appreciate you considering doing that and uh, giving us a thumbs up. Helps a lot uh, in keeping this channel going. Fritchie, what's going on, man? Good to see you in the live chat. Uh, as always, uh, putting up the emojis that are becoming City famous, province famous, the blue and the bomb. Uh, Great to see everybody. Zach Schnitzer, just moments away, he will join me. But I don't know where you guys want to start. Do you want to start with the usual suspects? Dalton Schoen. Well, he now leads the CFL in receiving yards, in receiving touchdowns. Of course, Jalen Acklin and um, Geno Lewis. Two very, very good receivers that have been in this league for a number of years now. Uh, still play later this weekend. So they can eclipse uh, shown in that department, uh, but very unlikely that they will eclipse him in the receiving touchdowns, Mark Uh, 13 uh, to lead the way is uh, really, really something. Nick Dembski pulled in his 10th touchdown of the season. He has six touchdowns in his last, no, pardon me. He has eight touchdowns in his last six games. Think about that. A month and a half ago, Nick Dembski had two TDs. He now has 10 by far the most in his career in a single season. I've been watching his combined yardage numbers. Don't want to pat myself on the back, but I expected Nick Dembski and said so in the preseason for him to hit 1000 yards receiving and rushing combined. He is nearly there after another very big game today. Uh, it was Dalton Schoen leading all receivers, seven catches uh, on eight targets for 163 yards and three touchdowns. So I'll correct myself, 14 on the year. Dembski, five catches on six targets for 91 yards and a touchdown. Brady Oliveira also pulled in one receiving, punched one in on the ground. Uh, he had 46 in the air, 61 on the ground. So an, a 100-yard combined game for Brady Oliveira with a couple uh, Tuddies, as they like to call them, and then I want to ask this question. This this blows my mind, and I'm sure it will blow yours too. When is the last time no quarterback got hurt in a game? No quarterback got pulled in a game due to performance, and there were three quarterbacks on the same team to each throw at least one touchdown. Dakota Prukop, two of two for 61 yards. And a touchdown, Drew Brown, one of two passing for 65 yards and a touchdown, Zach Kolaris, 15 of 19 tonight, 79%, one interception, it's on the five-yard line, so almost like one of those red zone interceptions that are backbreakers, but not a backbreaker for this team after they marched the field four times, their first four possessions, four touchdowns but Kolaris went 241 yards, three touchdowns, that pick, a quarterback efficiency rating of 151.4. A perfect rating is 158.3. Drew Brown had a perfect quarterback rating on two pass attempts and hitting one. Dakota Prukop, of course, two for two, and a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. Zach Kolaris, in my expectation, the CFL most outstanding player once again in 2022, 151.4 quarterback efficiency rating. Great to see everybody. Like more of my favorites, the regular crew, the usual suspects uh, around here, John Campbell and Comet, uh, Ryan Friesen, uh, Andrea and Paul. Uh, Great to see everybody. Uh, Thanks so much uh, for jumping on uh, and joining us here on the postgame show. Uh, There was Dakota Prukup doing what he has done so very well this season, picking up first downs, but the way the Buck Pierce left Prukop in the game to throw a little bit, to do some different things I thought was very smart and it was clearly very, very effective. Um, Winnipeg, as I mentioned, scored four touchdowns on their first four possessions, cooled off a little bit in the third quarter, expectedly so uh, from a Chris Jones defense, getting a chance to catch their breath, look at some pictures during halftime and then uh, come out and, um, you know, play a little bit uh, tighter, I guess, defensively uh, in the third quarter. But then Winnipeg uh, really just took off from there uh, and continued to pile it on. Um, really, the only thing Edmonton could do in this game was move the ball a little bit and try to get a field goal. And it just wasn't enough. The Blue Bombers defense has been so good all season, exemplary, in 2021 but in 2022 it's the blue bombers offense that is really the strength of the team and that really says something because people were so concerned tell me hit the comments right now join the live chat here on on bonfire sports were you worried about the blue bombers offense after andrew harris left were you worried what this team would look like with no 33, the straw that stirs the drink, as everybody used to say, uh, he most definitely was. Now it's Nick Dembski. You mix in a rookie phenom, and I don't even think that's cliche or hyperbole at this point. Phenomenal player and a rookie phenom, Dalton Schoen. He's a straw that stirs the drink. Brady Oliveira is a straw that stirs the drink. Uh, just unbelievable the way... Uh, Winnipeg has found ways to make it work. Of course, they've had their quarterback. They've been, relatively speaking, healthy on the offensive line. The run game, they stuck with it. They stuck with their guy in Brady Oliveira. He has been so good since getting over that early season hump or curve in the road. Um, And then receiver goes down, new guy steps in. Another receiver goes down, another guy steps in. Uh, It's been very impressive to watch Buck Pierce dial it all up. Zach Kolaris looks so good and so consistent every single week. And then watching everybody around Zach Kolaris blossom uh, in shown in Dembski having a career year um, in uh, Rashid Bailey having a career year. Uh, It's really, really been something Uh, getting lots of texts on the bonfire hotline, hit up the number. Where are we here? Oh yeah, there it is. 816 tips. That's 204-816-8477. Uh, and of course, our good friend uh Zach Schnitzer joining us on the show. How are you, Zach? I'm gonna get you to tilt your camera down as we uh bring you in here. How are I you, know, man? Oh yeah. My neck is
1: my neck is just killing me. So I kind of want to look up a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. We can make that work. Sorry, we can make that work. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to zoom out a little bit. Now we look good. How about that? How you feeling, Zach? Good to have you uh, on the program. Huge win. 48-11. Your final score at IG Field tonight. Tell us about the atmosphere in the stands at the Madhouse on Matheson.
1: You know, I was I was wondering, Darren, what the attendance would be. You know, they, they, they sold out last game, but it was, of course, the the Truth and Reconciliation game. But they were looking to lock up first place here at the West Final. And you know what? It was a pretty good atmosphere. Over 27,000 people. They had the wave going at the appropriate time, my friend. <laughs> Let's not even get into that. People were screaming. My, my friend who's from Regina, his daughter... Wanted to come to the game, is now a bombers fan. That was the icing on the cake. I was just needling my buddy with that because his daughter has now gone the other way on him. So of course I had to buy her a couple presents, but she had that bull bell that I that you know, the giant cowbell. It's like the the cowbell on speed. Right. This girl's seven on years speed. old and she was just wailing it all game. I can't believe it. So yeah, you know, it was a it was a great atmosphere. People were just having a fantastic. Fantastic time, man, and and just beautiful weather, like perfect early October football weather. You saw the crowd just went nuts when uh, BC lost, and then pretty quickly at that game, it was over. And it's like, okay, like <laughs> see you on November thirteenth, and now comes out the yeah. chain. Oh yeah, it was it was. A I great your night, neck was sore. Well, you know what. I, as long as I'm looking up a little bit,
0: well, uh, you can keep looking up. Just just tilt your your screen down. All right, all right, that's all right. It. Now you look. You good. don't want to see, wanna see I, my. I didn't want to. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want everybody drywall. thinking that I was six foot four and you're five foot four. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I, got, I, I got I got to about. see
1: sign guy. I went to I went to meet him and his son and. Uh, that, that was really great. Saw some fans of Bonfire, Darren, as I'm walking to go get my burger, saying, hey, Zach, Zach. Nice. So that's always fun to meet new people. And uh, gave one guy a, a keychain that, that you had given me. I thought, hey, I'll give Corey a keychain, uh, a friend of the show, Corey. So nice. yeah, great great night all around. And, and Darren, just last thing, I get home and what's sitting on my dining room table? What was there? This classic... 1991 gray cup glass that my buddy Damian Petter got me from some someone he knew and uh it's just a beauty man November 20th to 24th 1991 gray cup festival everyone remembers that game with the uh the coke can or what a beer can being thrown right yeah the well <laughs> yeah the, yeah the can,
0: the can of beer the rocket returning the that, rocket. that ball that was
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's trademark uh, CFL right there. Just uh, a moment that yeah. screams uh, the league. Speaking of screams, screaming potato. Uh, good to see you in the live chat. Great handle, by the way. Love that. He says, or she says, I don't know. Uh, Awesome play calling. Nice mix of running plays and deep balls, mixing guys up as well with guys carrying the ball. Yeah, Winnipeg, uh, I thought very balanced today and the play calling superb as expected from uh, offensive coordinator Buck Pierce. Uh, Brady Oliveira, 14 carries. He pitched in. Uh, two catches as well, pulling in two targets. Uh, Rashid Bailey had a couple catches. catches. Um, Brendan O'Leary orange, including one right out of the gate. He had a couple, uh, yeah. but it was Nick Dembski and Dalton Shone, who I was obviously touching on right out of the gate. Zach, uh, yeah. your take on this dynamic duo at the end of the arm of Zach Kolaris.
1: Well, it's, it's just a, it's a magic elixir, Darren, like, they looked absolutely unstoppable. And it's not like they were playing a terrible pass defense. Edmonton really struggles against the run, which is why I picked Brady Olivera for the over on SIA.com slash bonfire for 69 and a half yards. And I missed it by eight, Ah, uh, uh, but Hey, they gave Augustine some reps. I'll, I'll, I'll eat that when I won on the money line. But honestly, when they're playing slot back, and you have to cover both of them maybe you double one and i said to my buddy Marco, i brought i basically called the touchdowns because when 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 winnipeg is going to get into the score zone the 30 yard line first first down second down the safety has to make a choice they're in the slot one of them's going to have one-on-one coverage and zach the o-line gave him all day today darren one of them, he had a double pump fake. I believe it was on the shown touch. One of the shown touchdowns, just brilliance from Zach Calaros. And those three guys together are just destroying teams. Like you can't, you just call it. It's like they're they're in the red zone or the thirty yard line. You can't, the DBs couldn't stop it. You're talking about Scott Hutter, who's had a good season at safety for Edmonton. Uh, Tristan Deku, who we've talked about, who went out injured later, has, has been very good for Edmonton. They were getting absolutely shredded. And I don't know, man, like uh, they look impossible to stop at times. And, and then when even when Kolaris isn't throwing the ball you've got Drew Brown who throws a thing of beauty 65 yard touchdown to Sean it's just it's it's a beauty to watch i mean Dembski's your second leading receiver he's got a touchdown in 91 91- Receiving yards, man. It just, it was just a beauty to watch, and and Franklin kind of unstoppable. Peter D. saying the Bombers' red zone is within the forty-five yard line. He's not wrong. I mean, me and my uh, Logan and uh, Steve there, we were calling. It's like they're just gonna. He's just gonna throw to the end zone, and and yeah, I could go on and
0: on. But uh, what? uh, I mean, how do you before you before you joined us, Zach? uh, I was talking about how it's uncanny that in a game where no quarterback was pulled due to performance and no quarterback went down to injury that yeah. three quarterbacks on the same team, each had a touchdown pass, yeah. uh, like crazy that Kolaris throws three Brown throws one. He goes one of two for 50, uh, 65 yards. Um, and then Prukop goes two of two for 61 yards. Um, yeah. I love Jeff Kabila's comment here. Buck should have come down from the booth to throw a TD pass as well. Um, Mitch commenting, uh, Mitch Hudson, who's uh, watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Mitch? Good to have you. Uh, is this the strongest QB core we've ever had? Is it? Uh, Maybe. It's... It could very well be. I uh, like, look, I was talking to uh, a couple fellow reporters. Uh, we were watching Thursday night football. And the, the topic of drew Brown came up. Yeah. And you know, they're like, Oh yeah, no, he's good. I'm like, I've been saying it for weeks. Yeah. You called it. This guy is going to be a starter in the CFL. He has it. He has something. Yeah. Um, so all the power to him and all the power to the Winnipeg blue bombers right now, uh, because they got Dakota Prukop, they've got drew Brown and they've got the best player in the league today. And that is Zach Calaris. Um, I, I think he will come away with the CFL MOP award. Uh, lots of discussion this week, especially about Nathan Rourke, Sean yeah. Lemon, uh, you know, sack numbers, numbers and only playing, you know, eight games, not even half uh, a full season for for Nathan Rourke, most outstanding defensive player, most outstanding offensive lineman. Um, you know, uh, Derek Dennis injured a couple weeks ago uh, and, and done for the year, like, how it's all going to shake out. In the end, the Blue Bombers have everything going for them. Defense, I think, is an area we should talk about, Zach. Uh, Jamal Parker came in a few weeks ago when Demario Houston went down to injury, as did Evan Holm when Nick Taylor left uh, the game and then uh, was, you know, we've since learned he has done for the season. Uh, Alden Darby acquired via trade. Yep. We know that he did not play tonight, but expected to be in the lineup, I would think. Yeah. I would think next week in BC. That game's on Saturday night. Who does he come Um, in for, you think? I think he comes in for Evan Holm because Jamal Parker has gotten better every single game. game. He made a huge play on special teams tonight. Yep. He made some very good plays on defense, including one in the first half that was outstanding in knocking yep. a ball away yep. uh, from Mitchell, I believe it was. Yep. perfect um, timing. Yeah, great timing. He like This is what I see in Jamal Parker, okay? Because I know not a lot of people will watch a player unless the ball is there. Jamal Parker has explosion. He has real... Explosion in his legs, Mm -hmm. real burst, real quickness. When a ball gets thrown, he can cut, stop, and go as fast as anybody I've ever seen. So, like Mike O'Shea said just a couple weeks ago, when there was some heat on rookie Jamal Parker for some of the play, some of the you know plays he left on the field. Um, he needs to see more pictures, is what the head coach said. And Jamal Parker has seen more pictures every single week gotten better, studying, hustling, practicing, working, and it's paying off. He is right now looking like a veteran defensive back. Evan Holm, I think there's still some work to be done there. That's where I expect Alden Darby to step in. But we yeah. do know Darby is, is familiar with the Dimeback spot where Canadian Reddick Cramdy has come in and usurped, taken over from Donald Rutledge Jr., an American and a rookie uh, but Reddick Ramdy has been a special teamer through his first couple years in the CFL. I think. And how did he look, how did he look to
1: you, Darren Reddick Ramdy playing out there?
0: Yeah, he looks okay. Yeah, I thought I, he looked okay too. He didn't stand out to me, which means, okay, you know, uh, that's a good thing. If you're a DB and, and, and you know, they don't talk about you too much. That's good. You know who else they're not talking about? The big piece of Polly. The tarpaulin, Dietrich <laughs> Nichols, who will I have no like? Well, look, I, I I would say I have no doubt, but I'm sure hoping the voters in other markets realize just how good he is. He should be a CFL All Star uh, oh, once yeah. again, as he was last year.
1: No, um, they they he- they were talking about him on the pregame too, Darren. I mean. He's, he, it's not just, this isn't just a Darren bombing thing, folks. Like this guy is on another level. They, they just don't throw him the ball.
0: Not much is just a Darren bombing thing. No, we not tell much. tell you the
1: truth? It doesn't mean I created it.
0: He's, he's a truth. He's a truth bomb. The
1: truth bombing, right? <sighs> yeah. The chain there is here. I'm just a little overheated, but I don't want to get all naked on the camera here. Although I thought I it was did, your neck bugging you. No, no, no. But I, I did appear on the dance cam. You did? And uh, who were you dancing and, to? Uh, I don't remember, but uh, Vicky Short in 128. Shout out to Vicky. Turned around and yelled in front of everybody, "Don't quit your day job." <laughs> so shout out to Vicky. Uh, yeah, no, I I had a big question about the defense coming in, Darren. I think that's why maybe you and I thought the bombers. You know, maybe we didn't think they'd cover the 12 and a half. You have Cornelius who can run the ball. He certainly has struggles with accuracy, but he can run when he has to. You had Kevin Brown, who looked like a pretty good running back, coming in at a good good week last week. Uh, the Salisbury kid who's very quick. So I, I was concerned about uh, Edmonton exploiting our linebacking core. We we talked about even Biggie missing some tackles, although Biggie had nine tackles tonight. He sure looked like
0: uh, I didn't even, a vintage Biggie. I didn't even look at the defensive numbers because it was like, didn't matter. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it didn't, didn't. It didn't
1: matter. But that—that's what I was. That was my major concern coming in. And I and I thought uh, the bombers played really well on defense. I thought I thought Reddick Cramdy looked uh, not out of place. He had a really nice tackle. Even I think he even injured a guy. Uh, I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, but he he just took a guy to the ground. Um oh, he's a know, good tackler. He's a Retta good Cramdy tackler. Got
0: drafted. In the late rounds a few years ago, because he is a great tackler. Yeah. yeah. Not a speedster, but man, he can play football. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, you saw you saw Mark, you you saw a lot of pressure on Cornelius tonight. Um, guys in his face. You saw Marcus Sales with a really good hustle play to get that sack. He almost didn't want to bring him down. Like he wasn't sure. Or the, the, Keon Adams had a sack. Uh, he, I thought he looked really good tonight coming in for his fir- very first
0: game, Darren. Well, that one that he missed, like they didn't even block him. He yeah. was completely free that like in, in football, that's what they call it. When a, a rusher or a tackler is unblocked, completely free off the edge. And like, I don't get it. You know, it yeah. happens once in a while, but uh, Keon Adams is, is that's a pretty nice piece to have behind Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. I, you know, Jackson Jeffcoat's job is not in jeopardy this season. No. Right. But Keon Adams. Yeah. He looks like he's got a little bit
1: of game. He does. He's a big guy. He, he, he looks good. Um, no, I, I, I thought the defense, I thought Parker played really well. I saw that he was going to try and pick on that field side and, I thought they held their own. If anything, it was um, it was Winston Rose who who got burnt again, Darren. And you know, sometimes you get left on an island, but this has happened again and again and again and again. And, and listen, like I said this a couple of weeks ago, I, I was talking about how. You know, I was listening to uh, a different podcast, The Herd with Colin Howard, and he was talking to the uh, ex head coach of the of the Saints, Sean Payton, Darren, and the amount of work that goes into play calling. Right. And the amount of, you know, it's four D chess, as we call it. so much happens. Right. Who knows if someone else he was supposed to get safety help. But the fact is, he was one on one. I believe it was Dylan Mitchell and he was a step behind. And, and I uh, if it happens once, fine. But now it's happened several times with Rose. Uh, he did slip. I see a Pilipenka. But I don't know if he was in good position. And it, it concerns me. That one concerns me. But other than that, the, uh, does it concern you? Or do you think I'm overreacting?
0: The, Forgive me.
1: It was a 59-yard touchdown. It was like the the only good throw from Taylor Cornelius tonight in the, in the first quarter. It made the score. Does uh, it concern
0: me? I mean, one play will never concern me. But if it, it happens over over
1: and over again in the season, because now he's been burnt five or six times.
0: Well, has the Bombers defense played bad overall on the season? You got a chain around your neck. What do they say about good teams? You're only as strong as your weakest link. Oh, nice. That was very good, Darren. Right. It's very good. Look, the Bombers aren't going to shut out every team every week. The Bombers are not going to allow no touchdowns, opponent after opponent after opponent. Okay. It's not going to happen. Winnipeg is so stingy against the run Winnipeg is so good at not allowing points
1: you're you're right foot, overall foot, for sure
0: football is about playing chess right it is about setting things up you do a to get to b you do c to accomplish q you know what I mean and like you're, you're always trying to set things up I get it like often they'll talk about offensive coordinators scripting a drive these are, what I, these are the plays I want to do, and then when I see the defense doing the thing that I'm anticipating it to do, then we go hit them. And that could very well be what opposing teams are doing. They know Winston Rose is an aggressive player. He likes to jump routes. He likes to get up in the face of players. He likes to play that aggressive style. I think it's an effective style because I don't see Winston Rose allowing 150-yard receivers on him, Right? I see him get beat every couple games. He gets beat for a touchdown. Well, that's seven points on the board and
1: I hear again, you. I hear you. Overall, I mean, it's, it's
0: not concerned. It's not, question.
1: it's not killing the bombers. It's just, it's just a little bit of a pattern I've seen. He does play aggressive. Now waiters is saying he actually did have really good coverage and stumbled a bit uh, from where I was sitting. It was on the other side. So I'm going to make an excuse right there. <laughs> But it's just a pattern. Listen, I yeah. here's what I don't want to see. I, I don't want to. Oh, sorry. It wasn't Waiters. It was Booch. I, I just don't want to see the game on the line and him give up a big one like that. So it's something I'm looking for. You didn't. I, and here's the thing, Darren. You didn't see it last year. And you didn't see it before. So this is the first year I've seen Rose get. Well,
0: left. also, so, Winston Rose was probably the best DB on the team before. Yeah. Weakest link, right? Um, So you're saying he's the weakest link, maybe? In the secondary, maybe. Like, if you got to look at the, you know, three or four guys across the field, like, here's the thing. Safety help generally shades over to a weakness, right? And, like, it's not just, like, ABC black and white. Right. Different play calls, different schemes, different uh, things you're trying to do. There's always a way to attack a defense. There's always a way to beat a defense. Right. Unless somebody goes and makes a play. You got Dietrich Nichols playing all five defensive back spots. It's going to be hard to beat them.
1: <laughs> no, that would okay? be nice.
0: Eh? But sometimes you're playing a quarters defense or, uh, you know, a cover two or you're putting different players at different places and you're daring or allowing certain things and locking down other things. It's that 3D chess. It's that 4D chess. It really, really is. So my, my point is, a defense is always going to have a spot that's going to get beat. And if you have rookies in Jamal Parker and Evan Holm, who the last few games, offenses have gone after again and again and again. They've gone after Shane Gauthier. They've gone after... Um, Evan Holm, they've gone after Jamal Parker. Well, Parker's gotten better every game. Gauthier is excellent against the run and a little bit more susceptible against the pass through my eyes, far from an expert though. And Evan Holm still has a lot of work to do. So where's Brandon Alexander going to help? Is he going to go help Dietrich Nichols side of the ball with Winston Rose? Probably not. So one play, I'm not going to say I'm worried about Winston Rose because of the one play um was that a pi you think
1: i i, I didn't see the replay because i didn't of course get a good look. show it i didn't get I, a good I look tell. i know
0: the i know the broadcast for for those out there yeah. that uh were at the game uh the tsn broadcast great crew with uh dusty and suits tonight uh they did not believe it was pass interference yeah the command center clearly did i read that it was just a hand on the back and that he wasn't pulling the jersey it didn't stop him that sort of thing i didn't get a good enough look at it
1: it was yeah, um, okay
0: to, to, really know for sure. But, uh, if you have a hand on a player and you're not there to make a play that's pass interference by the textbook definition. Right. So, you know, would it have not been called on a different day or a different official or maybe, but, um, again, you know, we'll, we'll uh, we'll see. I see some people mentioning, uh, Casey sales, um, in, uh, in the live chat, uh, let me know what you guys were, were wondering about Casey sales injured last game, uh, did not practice this week, but he was in the game and oh, uh, playing, playing great, tonight.
1: great uh, hustle play on that sack and, and Hardrick went out and, and right. Jeff Gray comes out to right tackle, which is of course concerning, but the there bombers, is. I think the bombers adjusted to it. Well, they just started running the ball and just, just killing the clock, um, and and I saw Hardrick on the sideline, Darren. He looked completely fine. I, I, I think that I I think if this was Hardrick? a playoff game, yeah. I think if Hard if this is a playoff game, Hardrick uh, stays in. He he looked okay to me. And and Stanley Bryant, when he was running out from the tunnel, looked looked a little bit like he was just a just a tad gingerly running, but he looked fine. I mean, look at all the time think- Zach Kalaros had and Drew Brown had and Prukop had tonight throwing the ball. So I, I'm really was impressed with that O-line. One of the big questions was with the last game, Darren was you know, Zach Laris had seven completions against Edmonton in that 24-10 win on the road. Uh he seven completions he still yeah, he still wins, but he he threw two interceptions, he was strip sacked. Uh they were in his face all game. You saw Serezna come back, so maybe one of the better uh defensive linemen in the league. No question. And 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 Winnipeg played a phenomenal game on the offensive line, rushing for well over 100 yards. You saw five or six guys get touches rushing the ball. Everyone was rushing well. Uh, And then you saw the the pass numbers. So uh, shout out to that offensive line because they were going to be challenged more this week and uh, they were up to it. You know, because Chris Jones is crafty. He can get pressure with three guys, for goodness sake.
0: So I was just really impressed. No. I really was too. Complete game for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. Huge win. Nearly a 50-burger, 48-11 uh, over the Edmonton Elks. Uh, the Elks' playoff hopes hanging by a thread. Are they the still Bombers. in it, Darren? Yeah. So Ottawa's still in it. <laughs> Mathematically. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But uh... the thing that we do know for sure is Winnipeg, has secured the best record in the CFL this season, no matter what happens the rest of the way. They've got two games against the BC Lions. That's it. Uh, Winnipeg, best record in the league in the regular season this year. They will host the West Final on Sunday, November 13th. The West Final should be the second game, so I expect that game to be at 3.30 Central Time, but uh, keep it locked to your local listings um, for that uh here's a good question for you and isaac how do you guys get home from the game so fast brandon b says he left right after the final whistle and he just got home
1: well darren you you start because you're the one who gets home faster
0: oh i live in a van <laughs> down by the river <laughs> which river
1: is it is it's, it the red, it's the red is right there it's the red
0: this is all an illusion this is like hustler's backdrop
1: he lives at 840 Hazel Dell. I mean, he just must speed his ass what? off.
0: Dude, Folks, I don't even know what that's about.
1: I, I don't know either, know- but you want to know the funny thing? I have a buddy who lives on Hazel Dell, and I asked him, uh, is there anything special about 840 Hazel Dell? He's like, Hazel Dell ends at 500, Zach. There is no <laughs> okay. there is no <laughs> 840 <laughs> Hazel Dell. <laughs> I just that is funny myself laughing there. Hey, that Donnie just joined. I I can't imagine you're home by now. Are you are you texting from the car? It was great to see you at the park there, Donnie. I saw Donnie's son. Donnie's son got a pair of uh legit receiver gloves. I don't know where he got them, but some beautiful white uh CFL receiver gloves. I don't know if it, if an elk threw it threw it to them. I don't know, man, but uh maybe they an were elk. waving the white glove rather than the white uh the, the white flag, but yeah, they were done. But anyway,
0: I digress. Uh, so well, for, those that, uh, for those that didn't notice or were unable to see on, on the field, when Jamarcus Hardrick left the game late in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, uh, Jeff Gray moved from left guard to right tackle. And Michael Couture came in at left guard. Liam Dobson came in at that point and a tight end set went oh, to really? like outside of the right tackle. Uh, So that's probably how Winnipeg would handle things or clearly is handling things. uh, If they lose somebody on the offensive line, Uh, when Stanley Bryant hasn't practiced the last couple of weeks, it's been Jeff gray kicking out to left tackle. Uh, We've seen a little bit of Eric Lofton there as well. I think Winnipeg wants to ensure they have a contingency plan and then a contingency plan on that contingency plan. That's really the reality of football next man up. The more you can do, the more valuable you are to a team. Um, But uh, uh, either way, Zach, uh, Winnipeg is in good shape. Uh, No major injuries, it it appeared, coming out of this game. We will get a a look uh, when they return to the field. I was going to look at my calendar, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Tuesday. They will return to the practice field. So uh, keep it locked to my Twitter, at Darren Bombing, for the latest there. Uh, and you can find those links uh, in the description below, or you can go to bonfiresports.ca. You can find Zach's, you can find mine, you can find Chris Walby's. You guys who are on Twitter know that. But if you're not on Twitter, it doesn't matter, right? You can go to twitter.com slash Zach 48 and get the heat, right? Number 48, baby. And we put
1: up 48, and my favorite number is 11. I mean, it couldn't have been. It was a banner night. And, buddy, nice. Like, think about this for a second. For fans of my generation, the team that we that that was the benchmark was the 14 and 4 2001 Winnipeg Blue Bombers that mm-hmm. was the best team that we'd ever seen and of course they they had that epic epic collapse after letting Calgary up off the mat in the regular season right first team under 500 to win a Grey Cup this team has hit fourteen wins, and I'm not sure. Someone on the chat was saying that might be tied for the record for wins for the Bombers. So this Twice team before. is fourteen and two. Just think about that for a second. And one of those games was was a razor thin margin. That you know, ninety nine times out of hundred, we win because nobody ever pooches a kick like Leggio did on that last play of the uh, of the regular um, of regulation, Darren. This team could ha- could be 15 and 1. This I mean with the injuries they've had it this is this is insane like this is quite arguably the best bomber team people have ever seen quite frankly. Like last year was Many. a shortened season. Yeah, uh, the Bombers had a lot of continuity, Darren, more than most other teams because of COVID, and they just had all that continuity, so they had that advantage out of the gate. This team has gone through a lot of adversity. They got beat straight up once. Should have won one again. Fourteen and two. The BC Lions now, albeit without Nathan Rourke, I I see them. Probably splitting. I mean, this could be a 15 and three team.
0: Well, you know what? Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about how they are going to navigate the rest of the regular season. So, for everyone out there for full clarity, they have got a game in Vancouver on Saturday. It's a 9 p.m. Central Time start. Yeah. Okay. So late game Saturday. They then have a bye in late October. And then they return to practice the week of October 21st, first, twenty well, 23rd, 24th, somewhere in there. And then home to the BC Lions on Friday, October 28th. So October 15th in Vancouver, October 28th at home, both against the Lions by week in the middle by week following their final game of the regular season, because they have locked down first place in the West and will host the West final, as uh, everybody is uh, gleefully aware in Bomber Nation right now, Zach, how should Winnipeg approach these final two games? And I will start by stating something that I think would be the smartest path as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, okay? I would play Zach Kolaris next week in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, No, pardon me. I'm wrong. I would play Drew Brown and Dakota Prukop next week in Vancouver. Okay. Then the Bombers have a bye. So that's two weeks off for Zach Kolaris. But then they play a game October 28th and then they have a bye. So if you're going to rest Zach Kolaris, do it now. Because if you wait to the final game of the regular season, he would go bye week week off by week and then play in a playoff game. If you just take it from date to date, that's almost a month. Yeah. Okay. So I think you play him at the home game where it's probably going to be a much cleaner game. The The West division could be determined at that point between BC and Calgary for second yeah. place and who hosts Uh, the West division semifinal on uh, October or pardon me, November six. So that could be a very different game, but I just don't think you want to go a huge, huge stretch of time from October 15th to November 13th without playing your number ones. Uh, And, and, and just in regards to, to the quarterback, I think (laughs) Zach would even play a little bit in Vancouver next week, but you could really give him a chance to, to take a rest.
1: I, I, I feel sheepish because I was like, yep, yep, next week, yep. And then I and then I heard your argument unfold and I'm like, oh sure yeah, now that. I now I oh yeah, no, no, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, why send why send him to to Vancouver or maybe even maybe send him. We send them.
0: Of course you maybe send, him. send him.
1: Send them, but uh oh yeah like uh, that makes a lot of sense, you know, sort of play a biweekly. weekly. You cannot have the rust you had last year in that West final. That was just too close for comfort, you know. Turning the ball over six times. Now that's not all in Zach, right? But he did throw a pick or two. I think, yeah, two picks. One, one was that bizarre one off Dembski in the first quarter. But yeah, you know, I, I think, I think, I think that's very smart. I think you get Brown some reps in Vancouver. You get uh, Prukop. Prukop some reps. I mean, Prukop is a guy that that just intrigues the heck out of me. I, I thought he just played a brilliant game tonight, Darren, and. You know, that 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 touch pass to Dembski. I mean, my whole section saw that coming. They're like, it's going to Dembski on second and short. That was not an easy pass. And I believe it was against uh, again that Tristan DeCoup, who's who's a nice DB. And yeah. it was a beautiful touch pass. And then of course he has that phenomenal touchdown pass to Brady Oliveira, who's not exactly a speedster, but he he's on he's out wide there in between two DBs. And it was all again a beautiful pass with guys right in his face. Darren Prukop had had that touchdown pass. So and and on short yardage, the guy looks unstoppable. Sometimes he just rushes straight ahead. Sometimes he takes a couple steps back, and I was yeah. kind of freaking out. But he's just looking for the holes. He he's very I, the word I use for Dakota Prukop is is gamely. He he kind of like he's got these long legs. Uh, he, he's a sort of a tall a gangly guy and, and he he's he's fun to watch uh not gangly gamely i don't know i don't Game-y. know what i'm saying gamely kind of like, like he's a one gamer. of those a gamer but also like a deer with those long powerful legs anyway i'll just uh, stop Craig- talking about that
0: Great to see, great to see Craig Smith uh, in the live chat. Hope you're doing well, our good friend. Uh, he's watching live on Facebook. Uh, he's followed the Bombers since 1962, and for those that don't know, Craig Smith, he's also been a player, personnel, and right. scout uh, in Canadian Football League for a long, long time. Uh, Craig says, "I think it is the best team. I love the 1987 team. It was so strong, but lost the Eastern." Right final uh chris walby talks about that game yeah, a lot. he does he figures like they were so ready to just kick everyone's ass and heartbreak yeah heartbreak and i sure don't hope uh for bomber nation uh we, we see that this season no um, it's like
1: 1960 heartbreak uh 1972 yeah 87 but 2001 2001 2007 which, 2007 but you know and here's the thing this is a team that Darren that's 14 and 2 undefeated against the West Division and their defense at times is 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 running on fumes in terms of injuries I mean can you imagine if The starters were playing, you know, uh, I think DT was saying they've lost 20% 20 of guy, uh, man games lost or something, something like that. Like a lot of, a lot of guys, like you talk about Greg Ellingson on offense, right? Couture was out a lot of the season. Dembski was out some of the season, right? And all the, and all the starters on defense. Can you imagine if we had had Houston playing for longer? Taylor, Wilson, like... This team might be undefeated. I I know that sounds crazy, but this is a team that's dominant, maybe one of the best bomber teams of all time, maybe best of all time, and they're 14-2. and two. And they had Evan Holm and, and Parker and Briggs, Maruo, Gauthier coming in. Brandon Alexander just came back. It is astonishing. Yeah, Jeff Coates been out in a lot of spells like it's astonishing with the and and you got to think that's the locker room that's coaching it, it's it, it impresses the hell out of me man
0: yeah yeah it <laughs> i I can't add anything to that it it really is but here, here you have almost 6 impressive.
1: weeks it's 6 weeks now till the western final almost I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, the uh, good thing is maybe you get some
0: guys back, right? Well, like, it's it's October 8th. I know. <laughs> today, and that's <laughs> November 13th. So, yeah, that, that's a long, long time. Um, Zach, let's get into our picks yes, uh, and sir. our features here. Walby's Warrior, Westwood Wide to the right, our Bonfire Burning Point. Some people are already joking that uh, the Bonfire Burning Point was uh, the opening kickoff. Tonight, uh, we're gonna have our Happy Honker Award and we'll hand out our game balls uh as well. Let's start where we always do in uh honor of the greatest number 63. Walby's warrior tonight. Who do you like for the guy that got it done?
1: Well, my good friend Caitlin and I agreed. The warrior, and I saw some fire starters agree. Uh Jamal Parker, number 45, corner on the field side. You were talking mm. about his athleticism. He broke up a couple of passes. He had a was it a fumble recovery, Darren, that he had? Uh, uh
0: what today? Yeah. No.
1: I thought he had a fumble recovery. Um uh, I just I I thought I thought he looked he lo- he didn't not only didn't look out of place. I thought he played a really good game and and Jamal Parker um there was a lot of questions about him coming in, Darren. And He had a fumble recovery. Yeah, yeah, he had a fumble recovery. Uh, I think that was the um, which one was that? It it, it escapes me right now. But
0: oh yeah,
1: because yeah. Nick um, Nick Hallett had a ha, uh, had a forced fumble on uh, on a kick return. I don't know that Parker was right. there. I it, I think it was someone. Someone helped me out. I had it written down, but I've I've lost it here.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It was a fumble recovery late late in the game
1: yeah, so I just thought he was solid. He almost had a pick six, actually. Now, now granted, he's playing against Taylor Cornelius, but I thought just a guy that's it, it just keeps fighting and fighting and fighting, you know, people had questions about him, and uh, he's answered those questions, Darren. He's a th- basically like he's a third stringer. This is Houston's backup. And yeah. uh, I thought he played really well tonight.
0: So good for him. Uh, How about this? John Chan joining us from YouTube. What's going on, John? Good to have you. Good morning from Singapore, says John Chan. Watching Bonfire Sports after a fantastic Bombers win and before the start of the Japan F1 uh, and the Japan Grand Prix in a couple hours' time. What's going (laughs) on, John? Good to have you with us. That's Uh, cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. I've heard Singapore is like...
1: I think I heard Singapore is like the cleanest city in the world. They have little garbage cans in every street corner, and they're I think it's I think it's illegal to spit your gum out on the ground. Maybe help us out, John Chan, but uh, yeah, you get like, a big shout out for that. Uh, a friend yeah, of my no, wife no told me that. No uh, question.
0: One of the most beautiful cities in the world, the most densely populated city yeah. in the world for square. You know, I would say square mileage, but, you know, they have they yeah. the metric system like the rest of the right, world. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, square kilometers or, or whatever it is. But uh, 36 million people in that G, wow. uh, you know, the, the GJA, the greater uh, or GTA, <laughs> greater Tokyo. Um, uh, greater area. Singapore
1: area. I don't know. I don't know. Singapore? What, I thought we were talking about Singapore.
0: Oh, my God. Was I I was talking about Tokyo.
1: Well, Tokyo's Tokyo's also a large city in, in Tokyo's Asia. the largest. It's
0: thirty six million. John bad. Chad is probably like, who are these clowns? <laughs> I'll never watch them again. They think I'm in a completely different country. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. GSA. Thank you, T Kona See, a man from a real town, Transcona, he knows what's up. The well, greater...
1: Can I could I just say someone on the chat was talking about Ed Gainey chirping the sidelines quite a bit. You were only twenty one million off. You were Sorry, only twenty one million <laughs> off. That's not too bad. Not too bad, my friend. Only well, we Los
0: Angeles off, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you did you see Ed Gainey uh, chirping the sidelines? No, I didn't. You didn't, eh? No. <laughs> no.
0: Um, okay, my Wallby Warrior tonight. I love your pick of Jamal Parker. Yeah, I think that's really like a Jamal home run today. pick. Uh, I will uh, add to it uh, and, and go a different direction. Um, and because I think, you know, Jamal Parker really is the, the Walby Warrior tonight, uh, I'm going to give it to somebody that doesn't get an opportunity to be on the field a lot in those really, really critical situations, but played so well again tonight finished with a perfect passing mark uh, rating of 158.3. I'm giving it to Dakota Krukop tonight uh, as uh, my Wallby warrior, but Jamal Parker, great, great pick as well. Westwood wide to the right. The moment in this game, Zach, that just rubbed you the wrong way, the the goofy thing, the the whatever. What didn't okay. you like about tonight? What's your Westwood it's, wide It's hard right? to
1: find a wide to the right. I mean, I could give it to the fact that, that they took Oliveira out and and he had he I mean Oliveira in the past game, Darren was was unbelievable. Did you see that one he picked up off the turf and took it for like 20 yards? Like yeah, that was astonishing. So I believe he had over 40 yards in uh receiving. I could be wrong about that, but the 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 thing about that is I took I took the over on 69 and a half yards. I thought we'd run the ball against Edmonton. They're they're the worst run defense on the league, but Wide to the right. I didn't get my over from SIA.com, but I only I only wagered 25 bucks. It's hard to find a wide to the right. The the one wide to the right uh for me, and it's pretty it's pretty pretty negligible. But in the second quarter, uh we were up 28 to 8. The game was pretty much over, and they subbed out Brady Oliveira, who's a good blocker, as most running starting running backs are, Darren, and they subbed in Jenner and Grant. And, I mean, it's hindsight, but there was a free rush end on Zach Kolaris, and he I, he got up very gingerly. He threw the ball away, Darren. But I just thought, you know, we talked about this on midweek. My biggest concern coming into this game, if if Stanley Bryant was going to be out, was would Zach Kolaris be healthy? I didn't even know, you know, forget winning the game. I just wanted him to be healthy, and that play scared me. And, and I know you want to, you know, you, you go deeper into the playbook as the season goes on. But do you really need to go deep into the playbook when you're up 28 to 8 against a team that's, you know, basically a shell of a team at this point? They, they have the worst um, home losing streak in the CFL history. I just I didn't like that one. But I mean, I'm nitpicky here. I, uh, it's yep. hard to find things you don't like unless you want to look at the Elks.
0: Because there's a whole lot of garbage on that side. I'm gonna go with Rob Mahoney tonight, and my geography is the Westwood <laughs> wide to the right because I missed by thousands of kilometers and an entire country in uh I don't know why Japan and Tokyo was was popped into my head. This is the crazy part, Zach. What do you think I majored in in university?
1: Uh, I well, based on what you're saying, I, I'm gonna say geography.
0: I majored in geography. In well, university.
1: maybe you didn't take a lot of like international geography courses. Maybe I loved it, was more it though. I
0: loved the international Western geography. Like I loved looking at globes and maps and I focused on American human geography. Uh works okay. well now because I can talk to a lot of American athletes from all corners uh, of the U S but um, you that's did my wide to the right tonight. You
1: did throw 26 million in Japan and population density numbers right out of the top of your head. So I mean, yeah, that,
0: that was impressive. Suppose, suppose. <laughs> I'm still very <laughs> upset with myself. Like Singapore is like one of the most international cities on the globe. Yes. You know, like, it's not just like, oh yeah, you know, Singapore's there with, um, you know, uh, Manila and, uh, you know, like whatever. It's Hanoi. like, it's like top 15 cities in the world.
1: Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I feel bad. I feel really bad. Well, I, don't,
0: uh, don't either don't way. I will digress up. from that. Cheers. Don't don't digress. don't
1: beat yourself up. The other the, the the here's another thing. You see, Edmonton signed Taylor Cornelius for two years, for a decent amount of money. This guy has serious accuracy issues.
0: Yeah, you know when he, when he was in the XFL, Zach. You know what his deal was. Pretty much every game he played, his team went one and four in those five games, or like one and three in four games. And the game that they won, they ran and ran and ran and ran and ran the ball. And the games that they lost, he threw a fourth quarter interception, or two of them. Just like last week. Yeah. I mean, that's... (laughs) This isn't so, new for Taylor Cornelius and has all the physical tools. Like, look, oh. do the Edmonton Elks need Zach Kolaris next season? Do they need Jeremiah Masoli next season? Do they need Jake Mayer next season? Do they need Nathan Rourke next season? I would say, no, they don't. They have a lot of work to do. You sign Taylor Cornelius. You hope he can help you win some games. Is he going to bring you to a Grey Cup? Probably not. I'll just say it. No, he's not. But he is going to help you over the next couple of years as you rebuild your roster and you turn your team into a competitive football team. And while you do that, you also, like every other position on your roster, you develop young players and you develop the quarterback of the future. Maybe it's Trey Ford, the Canadian draft pick from this year. Maybe it's a guy that's still playing in the NCAA. Maybe it's a guy that's in the NFL right now. Maybe it's a guy who is, uh, you know, sitting on his couch, watching games, but working out the other uh, 14 hours of the day. He'll come.
1: I know, but it just seems like they're paying. I don't know off the top of my head, but it seems like they're paying Cornelius a lot of money to just be a placeholder. How much did they paying him? I don't know off the top of my head, but it seemed like it was a decent chunk of change.
0: Come on, man. Like, like less than 400 grand.
1: That's that's a lot in the CFL for a guy that can't hit the broadside of a barn.
0: What? This he's a guy, starting quarterback.
1: He shouldn't be. Well, he is. I don't think he, like, he, his accuracy is brutal. He was less than 50% tonight. The Edmonton tonight.
0: Elks don't need to save a bunch of money. Like, so you pay him 30, 40 grand more than maybe he's worth. Mm. Like, that's the difference between 350 and 390. You pay him 60, 70 grand more than he's worth. He's still a young player that they're going to try to get the best out of for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. I I like why would Edmonton go pay five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars and try to, you know, uh pull Jake Mayer or like, you know, well, they're not gonna get Jake Mayer, but you know, wh- why would they go spend a bunch of money on a quarterback? Right? Because it's like, the why? most
1: important position in the CFL. Why yes. would you pay that money for? But Cornelius? is Edmonton
0: ready to? Is Edmonton ready to to take on the best in the league if they suddenly have a quarterback?
1: Did they need to pay Cornelius that money? I mean, who else was going to get him? Was Let's he in demand? Let's not pretend
0: he's making five hundred grand, man. Yeah,
1: uh, he's making a lot, and I think some of it's guaranteed. How but, much is that uh, colaris making? Four, or five, fifty, and yeah. you're
0: worried about Taylor Cornelius making like well over a hundred thousand dollars less. Well, well over a hundred. That's a lot. That's a lot.
1: I mean, uh, anyway, we 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 we'll, we'll, we'll hit this again on midweek, and this could be our wide to the right. Us talking about Cornelius. I mean, could,
0: could very well be. He has all the uh, physical
1: you, tools, man. But do I you mean, got
0: a happy honker award?
1: Do I have a happy honker award? I know you do. Of course, I have a happy honker award. My happy honker award is to mm. Keon Adams. He comes in off mm. the scrap heap from Saskatchewan and you love to see a guy on the scrap heap from Saskatchewan do well in Winnipeg. He gets his, his first sack for the bombers. I thought he looked good. I I, I thought he looked good out there. He's a big guy. I think, I think he has, uh, has a lot of potential Darren. And if Jeffco going to be hurt a little bit or, or subbing in and out, it's nice to have Adams. It's a good problem to have. So he's my happy honker for, for coming in cold. And, uh, not a lot of practice time and uh, holding his own and getting a nice sack.
0: That's a good pick. I like that for, for the happy honker award. Yeah, uh, I'm still stewing on mine. So I will answer this question uh, from uh, Filipenka who's watching on YouTube. They ask, I believe a player is allowed to give the NFL a shot, regardless of contract status in yeah, the Canadian football probably. league. Can someone confirm? Yes. Filipenka, you yeah. are right. Any player whether they're in a one-year contract, whether they're a pending free agent, whether they're under contract for three or four years, which happens once in a while. Uh, In December and January, there is a 30-day period where they can go work out for NFL teams. They cannot work out for XFL teams. They cannot work out for Spring League teams. They cannot work out for USFL teams or whatever upstart comes in, in the future. They can work out for NFL teams for one month, And they have to sign a contract within that month. It's happened many times. um, And that's the only way a Canadian football league player under contract can sign in the NFL. Um, Of course, contracts expire around Valentine's day. That's when free agency uh, opens in the Canadian football league. So it's prior to that. So teams can kind of understand where they stand and NFL teams, that's kind of when they're really doing their work going into next year. December, January, they're playing games, but most teams know whether they're in the playoffs or not at that point. And they're no longer uh, like pro scouting. The, the the roster lock uh, is at that point. They can sign players to futures contracts, which are not for the immediate. If a player in the CFL signs in December, this year, it's not like they can get onto the roster and, and play in the playoffs that year. They signed a futures contract for the following season. So, yes, Filipenka, great question. Uh, you are correct. Uh, happy honker award. Oh, I'm gonna give it. So I heard this on CGOB's postgame show, and I was just like, Wow, that's amazing! What a great dig by their team there. Um Dakota Prukop has now thrown touchdowns against the two teams that have cut him in the CFL. Oh, really? He's thrown a touchdown against the Edmonton Elks, who cut him just a couple years ago, uh, or, or pardon me, after last year, uh, and the Toronto Argonauts, who cut him just a few years ago. So my happy honker award to Buck Pierce, and Dakota Prukop for making that happen. And uh, also to CJOB, who uh, is where the happy honker award originated. So thank you for that. Hey,
1: they do. And and by the way, folks, um, we love CJOB. We love Derek Taylor, Ed Tate, uh, Doug Brown. Like we're, we're not competing with them. We want you to listen to all, we love the bombers. We love football. Uh, We love the media. You know, we, we want you to consume all of it and, and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, they do a phenomenal job over there, and DT it, follow him on Twitter too because he throws out hey,
0: just we're, great. We're live deep on YouTube, ads. but you can catch us. A lot of people yeah. listening right now are, are catching us via the podcast. Uh, you know, on on I don't even know what date it is it Saturday, Sunday morning, Monday afternoon. Uh, people listen to the post game show for days after. Uh, yeah. So if you're just joining us now or if you're joining us a little bit earlier and you're no longer here hello hello no you're gone okay well you can always go back to youtube uh to your favorite podcast apps, spotify um uh google podcasts apple podcasts we're on all of them uh it doesn't matter where you listen Podbean, whatever uh and catch a little bit more of the show uh flip around fast forward rewind we're talking about something you're interested in awesome if we're not jump ahead you know I'll quit talking eventually and Zach will have a thought.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it'll be a thought. It might just be a (laughs) word. Oh, it'll be a, it'll be a, I I don't assume that there's thoughts behind every one of my words. Hey, David (laughs) phrase, section one twenty eight, buddy. Nice to see you. Um, Sits right behind me, laughs at me because I I say, oh, they they should have run the ball there, they should have run the ball there, and and of course Zach, you know, like he did today, he he fakes it and then throws it to Bailey on that beautiful blitz beater in the fourth quarter. Bailey was so mad he didn't get that touchdown. Oh, Bailey was. Yeah. I'll get to that at the end of the show. I have I have an interesting tidbit on on Rashid Bailey here. So we did. So so you got your happy honker. Now what was what was we the, got the
0: bonfire burning point still what's to come? The, yeah. What's,
1: what's your bonfire burning point, or or do you want me to? Do you want me to go first?
0: Um, my bonfire burning point is a stretch of time, but when Winnipeg scored four touchdowns on their first four possessions, <laughs> yeah. and Edmonton could only respond with with one TD. Yeah, uh, th- that was it. Yeah, uh, you know? I don't.
1: Yeah. I don't think you could argue against that. I mean, if you want to go into specifics on that, they were up a twenty. They were up twenty-one to one, I believe. And then you had that fifty-nine-yard pass from Taylor Cornelius to Dylan Mitchell over over Winston Rose, and then the Bombers immediately respond with that ridiculous play call, where Zach Kolaris runs out of. <laughs> Uh, uh, out of out of shotgun, I I don't even know where he was going. He just ran to the flat. No one was going to throw to him. They they I think everyone knew that. And then Brady Oliveira, I don't know if it was a corner route or what he was running, but he ends up in the in the front corner of the end zone. And Dakota Prukop with pressure in his face throws to him. I don't want to call it a trick play, but but that was going deep into the playbook. And and I just think Buck was like. All right. They're trying to make a little bit of a comeback. Hey, let's let's do this play and, and just end the game right now. And and sure enough, they did. I mean, can you imagine being an Edmonton Elk defender on that play or anyone on the sideline or Chris Jones just being dummied by a 20-yard touchdown pass to, from from a backup the third string QB to your running back who's not he's not exactly Andrew Harris in terms of the pass game, like Buck Pierce. <laughs> He he was probably just giddy there. Yeah. Up in the yeah. booth, man. Like that was that was the burning point. It, I, it was I just love
0: the Rashid Bailey city. uh 25-yard uh hitch
1: yeah. screen
0: that, that he on ran. That, was, blitz.
1: that, was, a that was a great
0: play. Uh Lynn Reimer, uh her comment up on the screen here. Lynn, this is the beauty of YouTube and podcast. You can go back yeah. about four or five minutes and you'll hear me uh, give the happy honker to Buck Pierce for calling those TDs for Dakota Prukop, cop, but always appreciate you uh, uh, chiming in and and joining the show. Everybody like has been awesome tonight in the live chat. We've got more viewers right now, I think than we have ever had. So we'll be all right. Uh, Everyone's pumped. Everyone's excited uh, in bomber nation for first place being locked up in the West. Um, And uh, you know, we're, um, We we still have our game balls to give out. Uh, I want to get to some people on the hotline. 816-TIPS, 816-8477. Call, text. Uh, If you call, you're going to have to leave a voicemail. I I probably won't answer uh, during the show, but um, lots of uh, great ones here. Uh, Robert, uh, a.k.a. Comet, uh, texted. uh, Well, he texted me before the game. He says, we agree on tonight's margin of victory. Bombers 29, Elks 20. Well, Comet, you and I were very, very wrong tonight. Um, And then he added an onslaught also makes sense. Maybe the bookies knew something. 13 points was huge. That was a big, big number.
1: That's a lot, especially with the injuries on defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was going to say Seth Souza on the chat here. Sorry, Darren. The
0: Bombers aren't the only team that are injured, man. They're not. Yeah. Lots of teams are really banged Lots up. Toronto teams is are really banged yeah. up. The reality is Winnipeg plays next man up football better than any team I've seen in a long time.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's their bread and butter. It's kind of their calling card. No, I was just going to say Seth Souza, a new person I see on YouTube watching here. Did Rose get tripped up on the receiver's legs on that play? Yeah. He he kind of stumbled. He kind of stumbled, but good to see you on the chat. Uh Darren. What it was, so that we agree on the burning point? Do we want to give out our our, our game balls well, I'm here? Gu- I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna mention quick uh, another text I got from oh, you got Brandon. Another
1: text. D. Okay.
0: Yep, he says uh, great game for Jabal Parker. Yeah, we we agree with you here. That's for sure, Brandon. Uh, great to see from the young man. Also, this is the second time this year where all three of our QBs got a touchdown. Uh, I think they had a game where, well, Drew Brown came in and threw a touchdown when Zach Colaris got knocked out for a little bit and they pulled him off for three plays. Um, and then I think Prukop had a rushing touchdown in that game. But when was the last time Pumper was texting me just now? Hey, thanks Pumper. for the text, Pumper. Good to see you, man. Hope you're well. Hope you're you're hanging in there. I, I know you're uh you're battling some things right now, but you're you're doing great and and uh I know you're gonna uh get healthier by the day. Uh when was like can you remember the last time three quarterbacks on the same team threw touchdowns? No. It's crazy. It is absolutely nuts. I I I really can't think of it.
1: Got to got to find Steve Daniel on that. Maybe uh maybe that's somewhere in in the depths of of the uh, CFL library. That that's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, that almost
1: sounds like something that would have happened maybe in like the fifties or sixties. Right. When you had a bunch right. of different well, guys, did you even have around. three
0: quarterbacks or three guys that maybe played quarterback? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, or different how about guys this for a ball. text? How about this for a text? Three Oh six area code. This is mm-hmm. Jerry Wilson from big beaver Saskatchewan. Oh, Thanks yeah. for the Text Jerry. Appreciate you, man here with the redneck riderville review. What do you got? Jerry. Jerry says plain and simple. It all goes through Kolaris. That's the Redneck Ryderville review from Jerry Wilson and Big. Okay, B thanks, Jerry. Saskatchewan. Awesome.
1: Is there a little Beaver
0: Saskatchewan as well? I doubt it.
1: <laughs> Travis, Travis Rubreniuk saying uh, be talked about it was 2019 the last time that uh, three quarterbacks on the same team through. I would like to know who that was. Yeah. That that would be super That's cool something. to know.
0: But like, like, here's the thing. When's the last time it happened when nobody got pulled because of performance and right. nobody got hurt that they chose to use three quarterbacks? Oh, uh, out of decision, yeah. no, no inclination, no like, oh man, this guy's struggling. Let's bring this guy in. When was the last time all three quarterbacks had an efficiency rating of over 150 and nobody got hurt? I can't imagine that
1: was the case in 2019. Well, Scott, Scott Roger uh, is, has an answer here for us. 90 great cup from Craig Smith. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool.
0: Burgess McManus and Garza. Oh, there you go. Our man is watching live Gerald Wilson on YouTube. Tech to the hotline. No little beaver in Sask. I will just leave that right there.
1: Okay, we will. We will. (laughs) Okay, let's let's get to our game balls, buddy. Okay, how many do you have tonight?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Funny you ask. For those that aren't aware, that's kind of the running joke. I'm the Oprah here of the show. You got a duffel bag full of game balls. You know what,
1: dude? I'm gonna give out one game ball because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna break the trend here. I'm going to give out one game ball. I know you could give it to Kolaris and, and, and shown cause he's insane, but I want to give it to the bombers offense. 503 yards of offense against a pretty good defense. Chris Jones led defense, good defensive front gave us all kinds of trouble. A couple of months ago, Darren Zach completed seven passes for 43%, three turnovers, Still won the game, 503 yards of offense, 75 percent on second down, and three quarterbacks throw touchdowns, and the game was basically over by the beginning of the second quarter. Mm. So I I, I give because we we know it's a 12 person game that O line the blocking. I just thought they were all phenomenal. You know, of course, Schoen jumps off the page. Dembski jumps. Out, uh, uh, Oliveira running. Prukop. Kolaris. Uh, I mean, I still, I, I still. It amazes me how cool under pressure Kolaris is in the first half, Th- uh, throwing that touchdown to. I believe it was shown. He pump aches like three times. He doesn't mm-hmm. see one thing. He fools the defense. There, he's he's so calm, and the guy just has got ice in his veins. But for me, the game ball just goes to that offense. They just the defense didn't even really need to show up. They just absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll use the word slaughtered the elks, and and just just <laughs> on go. a on a secondary there, um, I I was looking for that elks burger. Apparently, there was burger. an elks yeah, yeah. burger, and. It wasn't very good. So, how okay. come? I don't know. Someone told me it wasn't very good. And uh, I guess, you know, the Elk Burger wasn't very good. The Elks team wasn't very good, but the offense was very, very good. They were cooking. They were cooking some elk tonight, buddy.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I got, I'll, I'll try to give a game ball to offense, defense, special teams. So offensively tonight, I'll give two because I think Nick Demski deserves a game ball for just how well he's playing uh, eight touchdowns in his last six games, eight touchdowns in his last six games. Unbelievable. Good on Nick uh, closing in on a thousand combined yeah. yards uh, on the season, which we uh, called. Buddy.
1: Hey, we called that right. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Uh I'm gonna stop. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be more humble about some of these predictions because I'm just hitting on all of them. Uh <laughs> no, your don't. bank account. I, I jo- Oh yeah, right, right. Um if only. Uh but Dalton Schoen, like when you score three touchdowns, you don't get the game ball or a game ball. You get three game balls. (laughs) That's huge. That's that's like Al Bundy, right? Like Al Bundy had what? Four. Four what? Touchdowns in one game in high school. Did he? Uh, Coincidentally, Dalton Schoen said on his CGOB uh, postgame interview that. They like Derek asked him, uh, when's the last time you had six or uh, three touchdowns in a game? He's like, I don't think I ever have maybe high school. (laughs) Um, yeah but I guess guess you don't know the Al Bundy reference maybe some of the uh, uh, some (sighs) of the other some of the older folks out there will uh, will know that reference I'm so Um, young and then defensively mm, hmm oh boy that's tough the whole defense I guess Edmonton couldn't do a thing no I mean special teams I'm giving it to Jamal Parker um for the force fumble, you could probably give it to him on the deep, but yeah i'll d- I'll definitely give one to Jamal Parker. those are my game balls tonight
1: Nick hallett Nick Hallett had a great uh uh force fumble on on special teams, and uh I saw hassle what is it jt, JT hassle he had a whale of a tackle on yeah. salt three well, uh, somebody
0: mentioned to us uh on uh bonfire midweek back on on tuesday right yeah you do it Tuesday this week yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he can lay a hit. Yeah, there it is again.
1: Yeah, no, he, he's a big dude too. Like I, I didn't realize he. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have his, uh, his measurables in front of me. Yeah, sorry, Talzen. Too, too young. Too young. Oh, you want to
0: know his height, weight?
1: Yeah, because he looks big from the sidelines anyway. Also, didn't Kalar Didn't they mention? Uh, he's
0: he's 5'11", 200, two hundred. First year out of Florida. Oh, he's Tech. not
1: that big. Maybe I was thinking of someone no, else. No,
0: no, 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 no. 511 200?
1: Well, I okay. weigh 2 I weigh 200 pounds and I'm 5'6. Yeah, I know, but
0: you're also not a pro athlete. Why do you have to shatter my dreams, Darren?
1: <laughs> that's why I do those stair runs. I am try to I'm try to train, right? Get on the muscle.
0: muscle weighs more than fat. You yeah, take like that's right. The that's same right. 500 grams muscle. of each. Well, no, you can't do that because then they would weigh the same. They'd both be five hundred. That's grams.
1: true. You you obviously did physics as well. Nope, <laughs> Two hundred with or without the chain, mac. I love it. Never. took By the uh, way, didn't uh, Zach Calaro's? Isn't he now tied with Tom Clements for a single season TD pass record?
0: I'm not sure about that.
1: I heard I heard the Bob the Maestro McGregor, the PA announcers say I think uh, Clements also uh, he had tied Clements. Someone might want to want to chime in on that. We'll,
0: we'll I don't dig that mid- up. We'll definitely get we into go? that uh, on midweek this week.
1: Yeah, we're doing yeah.
0: Wednesday night, seven thirty, right Back here
1: to Wednesday. Okay, yes, Darren, sir. can I? We're, are we done our game ball? Because I I want to I want to bring something up that I think we'll we need to get into on midweek. And I don't know if folks, you would have had to be on the west side, uh, sitting sitting on the west side to see this, but on the third Dalton Shone touchdown. From uh, Drew Brown,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was a thing of beauty. I mean, Brown was legit. Rashid Bailey was steaming mad, really steaming mad. Now, fire starters, if you want to get in on this and and you and you saw you saw this, chime in, please. He was just walking like a speed walker away from the play. He was not happy. I mean. Everybody else on the bombers was going nuts, right? You know, you 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 just made it forty-eight points, three touchdowns for a guy that doesn't happen very often. And Rashid Bailey was having none of it. He had to be consoled by Jackson Jeffcoat, who walked over. Rashid kind of just kept walking off by himself. I don't know what's going. And we don't on know there. what.
0: We don't know what. I happened.
1: And I don't want to speculate. No, I just, I just hope. And then I saw a coach come over and try to console him. Something's bothering him. I mean, if, if I mean, if I'm reading between the lines, there, <laughs> very good, Donnie. Maybe he's upset with his lack of touches. He, he, yeah. Jeff Kabila saying maybe he just wants in on it. I mean, I think when I look back with Lawler leaving to the Elks, Bailey was supposed to be the next big guy up, right? He was supposed yeah. to be the next. They also
0: signed Greg Ellingson.
1: No, I understand that. But then Greg Ellingson goes down. So maybe Bailey is champing at the bit. He's talented. Yeah. He had a a hell of a a great cup game, Darren. You
0: know what? FIFA. I understand.
1: I understand. And I agree with you. I just hope Bailey isn't really raw and this isn't going to last because you don't. Well, you said you didn't want to speculate. no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to speculate because I don't know what it is. What I'm telling you is, I hope it's not a locker room issue where this is going to eat at him. Because Shone is going to continue to get touches, and you don't want. Yes, receivers always want the ball. Waiters. I have never in this sort of iteration of the Canadian mafia, especially in the last couple of years, I I have never seen a player visibly be upset at another player's success. Uh, so it it's just something I'm watching for. I hope it's am I speculating? I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm just worried about it. I'm worried are. about it because you know they also <laughs> tried to bring Lawler in. Right? Yep. So I don't know, man. I it just looked like he was mad about Sean getting the touch. Maybe he was the play caller. Oh, yeah, and maybe I am speculating. Here so, I, I'm I'll allow myself to speculate. But I I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to try and get like make a prediction of what it is. I don't know. It's just I hope it's not anything. Then,
0: then we move on.
1: Well, I just hope it's nothing bad in the locker room because that's the last thing you want. No, there's that's
0: a speculation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll speculate. Guys get mad
0: all the time on the field. You're playing with energy and passion and like, come on, like any. It's it's crazy. I have got a huge bug in this room like Uh-oh. attacking my light.
1: Oh, I thought you meant you were like you were being recorded by the, like the KGB
0: <laughs> or something. Yeah. that's what FIFO stands for. It's the FIFO is the Federal Institute of... You no, know, uh, Dennis wants to know, I wanted to, to get through some of the, the best comments of the night, Zach. Uh, FIFO is the um, acronym that is engraved inside the Blue Bombers Grey Cup ring. It's on the wall of the locker room. It's been the player's motto, the internal motto for a long, long time. For a long time, the team didn't even want people to know what it was. Right. Because there's a swear word in it, right? But now people know what it is, and it's actually something I think people celebrate. FIFO stands for fit in or blank off. You pull on the blue and gold at practice, during the game, in the locker room hanging out with the guys that whatever you fit into the group or beat it. That's what it's all about. Yep. Uh, Dan Asham or Ash SM got me there. Dan uh, <laughs> wanted to know how Nick Dembski played tonight. He played exceptional. Yep. Uh, Dembski was number two on the blue bombers receiving uh core on offense. Oh, it just uh, refreshed on me here. Uh, Dembski, he had uh five catches on six targets for 92 yards. He averaged 18.4 yards per catch, uh, had a touchdown, three second down conversions, two plays of over 30 yards. Dembski was a beast. That leads into the next comment, Zach, from Waiters Is Nick Dembski the most outstanding Canadian this year? I don't Winnipeg? know. No question.
1: No question in Winnipeg. I have Winnipeg-itis because I thought he was, but then I looked at the stats this week, and Curly Gittins and Keon Schaefer-Baker are ahead of him in terms of yardage. I'm not sure about combined yardage and definitely not ahead of him on touchdowns. Guy's got 10 touchdowns. So I think think you could make a pretty good argument, even if he doesn't have the uh, receiving yardage lead. He's got 10 touchdowns. And he's, yep. and he's got a good chunk of running yards. So combined, I, I think uh, he might be over those two dudes who are having exceptional years too. I have to look, I'd have to look more deeply. Uh,
0: there's also Nathan Rourke. Yep. Uh, quickly, uh, waiters, uh, does Dalton Schoen lead the league in yards and touchdowns? He does right now, but Jalen Acklin and Gino Lewis are right on his tails in the yardage. Yeah, uh, And they still play this weekend. Uh, touchdowns, he's, I think, got a four-touchdown lead at this and point. On Dominic Rhymes. Yeah. After pulling in three tonight, um, yeah. which is really something. Nathan Rourke, I don't think, is the most outstanding player in the league this year. But to me, how dominant he was in eight games, the numbers yeah. he put up, the wins he put up, and how he did it, I think... He's got my vote for most outstanding Canadian this year.
1: Well, and not not MOP, but MOC. Yeah, Yeah. and and people are saying, you know, if you miss more than a third of the season, you know, you miss so many games. If you only play eight games, should you be up for it? But funny, they ask because guess what's happening on Wednesday, folks? Is we, I hope I'm not talking out of turn here, Darren. But our plan is to get into the mind of one Darren bombing an official voter. With the uh, Canadian football reporters of of Canada, is that right? Or what do they call? What do they call you? Uh, you hire echelon asking? people. You people what, who have an official vote. Of Canada? Yeah. What about us? Don't you have a vote? I do. I have for a few years now. Yeah. Years now. So we're gonna get inside your head on Wednesday. We're gonna we're gonna see you know who Darren votes for and why. Who Zach votes for. Who you folks vote for because we have this uh, cool initiative by genius sports and CFL to vote for your um, all-star team. But I think we could also throw in our league awards in there, Darren, uh, you know, MOP, MO, you know, most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding rookie. Almost, We'll get into Canadian. it all. So uh, think about that folks before Wednesday, who do you pick and why I can't wait to get in your head, Darren, you know, because it, it's it's complex right you you don't always necessarily just pick the league leader in sacks let's say for for a defensive player like lorenzo Malden, who has a high number of sacks you know you i'm yep. sure there's sean a lot lemon. more the yeah sean lemon uh, Th- this is
0: my argument to that for a little teaser of Bonfire oh yeah. midweek on wednesday some of the i would say two or three games this year where willie jefferson was the best player on the field The best games Willie Jefferson played this year. He didn't have a sack. Yeah. So how much do you put into sack numbers? I said this to Chris Walby on the pregame show and to everybody out there watching, if you're missing the pregame show, you're missing the man, Chris Walby himself. Ensure you check out the pregame. It's appointment listening. We go 3 p.m. live the day before every Blue Bombers game. Don't miss it here on YouTube and and, uh, on podcast. Um, Chris Walby said to me years ago, so you got two sacks in a game. Congratulations. What did you do on the other 55 snaps? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Did you blow your contain? Did you make any tackles? Did you (laughs) stop the run? Did you help your teammates? What did you do? Yeah. How valuable are you? How outstanding are you, if you only put up one statistical number? And there was a lot of debate. Uh, well, you know what? Let's let, let's save the rest for Wednesday. No, but
1: it's interesting, right? Because you you know they they stopped calling quarterback pressures. Uh, Brandon B is talking about this too, right? Um, it's unfortunate because I think quarterback pressures. Uh, you could argue, tell a, maybe. A little bit more about how good a player does but anyway we're going to talk about this on wednesday i think it's it's kind of a fun topic and i'm, I'm super fascinated to know what goes into an official voter like you darren what goes into picking not much uh, oh come on <laughs> come we, on. we will get
0: into that yeah be sure to join us live at 7 30 p.m on wednesday for bonfire midweek as we always do. Uh, do you want to? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Kabilas says, uh, "Get into the mind of Darren Bombing, Tie Cats number two power ranking." I had the Hamilton Tiger Cats behind Winnipeg, Calgary, and BC. I had them at number four in the power rankings, and to this day, everybody thinks I had them in like the top two. Nope, didn't happen.
1: We'll have to go Did back. I expect more of the tie Cats
0: this year. Yeah. I sure did.
1: Hey, look, they're still in it, buddy. It's it's I mean, it's their playoff spot to lose. I mean, Saskatchewan has to what they have to beat Calgary probably twice to get the to get the crossover. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. I don't think. No. Hamilton's gonna make the playoffs. So and hey, once you make the
0: playoffs,
1: yeah, they're probably gonna play Montreal. They they that's what I tweeted
0: last night. Like absolute shattering loss for the Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. last night to The Hamilton Tiger cats. And, and I said it then, and I'll, I'll you know, it, it's absolutely the case. It's the Canadian football league. We've seen it with Ottawa. We've seen it with Toronto. Uh, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And this is what I tweeted last night. If there is a team that has belief in their room because of solid coaching and culture that they can win, that belief is in Orlando Steinhauer's group. Yep. So look out. Hamilton has not roster. a bad
1: football team. They have a good roster and that West Hills is a good runner.
0: Yes. Yeah. So and they have a running certain to run it too. Yeah. Um, want to get to a couple more comments here, Zach uh, one bird. Uh, Olamin, thanks for joining us as always. One bird. Good to see you back. Demski has 854 yards total. Uh, that number I don't believe is correct. You need to go to his game log on CFL.ca. I'll pull it. You know what? I think I have it here. I think I have it here. Um, but he is, uh, he entered today about 260 yards short of a thousand combined. Uh, so he's uh, he's coming up on it uh, very soon. Good friend, Dennis or Denis goes by both <laughs> uh, DB knows the geography of his van down by the river. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I, I know my geography and to go back to it all, it was John Chan said, uh, good morning from Singapore. He then said the start of Japan F1 in a couple hours time. That's what threw me off. That's why I was talking about. Oh, that's Coach.
1: fair. That's okay. I'll give, I'll give you that. Um who, who Sun was, was in my eyes. Sun was in sure, my eyes. Sure, I sure. the you, ball. You, um, Bob man is giving you the gears. He's he's saying, uh, asking if you're going to vote for Steinauer for coach of the year, the, the Anastoukas trophy,
0: Darren. <laughs> Anastoukas. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm probably going to vote uh, for the, the coach of the team that has won more games than any other team in this league in a long, long time. And yeah, happens to be the guy who won it uh, last year. Yeah. One bird. You're right. Uh, not updated. Uh, it doesn't happen too, too quickly. Uh, I noticed Um, McLeod Bethel Thompson's passing yards is like this is far from important, but his passing yards were updated in the league leaders. But uh, the receiving yards and the receiving touchdowns, that sort of thing, were not updated following um, that uh, Toronto uh, BC BC. game today, Uh, which, by the way, BC lost Winnipeg won. There they are with uh, their uh, ticket punch to hosting uh, the West final. Um, a couple more comments uh, I wanted to, uh, get to here. Um, this one is uh, one I, I grabbed earlier. I thought was interesting. Booch 27. Who's watching live on YouTube says you play most of your number ones in that last game at home to acclimatize to the conditions. What will the weather be like October 28th with the BC Lions in town? Zach, we, we you, you got, you got little ones. Uh, do you remember Halloween being, uh, I remember as a kid there being snow on the ground, but it hasn't the been that times, way
1: in a long time. No, the odd time maybe every ten years there's snow. I don't I don't think there'll be snow uh for that one. But it'll be chilly. It'll be a couple of layers, right? Yeah. I, I wore I wore a t shirt, I wore a uh a fleece thingy and the jersey, and I was actually a bit warm tonight, so I, I don't think I'll be warm on October twenty eighth. Uh yeah. But it, it, it may be chilly, but who knows. Who knows what the weather?
0: Start mentioning Halloween can be anywhere from minus ten to plus fifteen. Isn't that true? Um, <laughs> yeah, and Jeff Kabila's Zach will only wear his chain. Please, please, stop pulling my chain, folks. I'm not, stop I'm not pulling, pulling my chain. anything with that thought in my uh, no. in my head. On the note of playing your best to acclimatize to the conditions, are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers too pro to get rust? asks james in the peg who's watching live on youtube what's going on james james do you think winnipeg has that mental fortitude to just avoid the rest
1: well i don't know man because i don't know if it's mental fortitude or it's just human nature because we remember last week uh or sorry last year the the 2021 west final that we almost gave away to the riders i mean that wasn't that was an, an all star team, that bomber team and and yeah. they almost gave that game away, and they had they had sewn up first place for a while. so um, I think it I think it could happen to anybody. do i do I think that we are a team that's probably the least susceptible to it because of our coaching and character? yeah i I think if they play it, they play it well, I, I think they should be fine, but listen. I'm almost ninety five percent sure that 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 Calgary is going to be in that game, and if we don't heal up on defense, uh, it concerns me. It would be a it would be a real travesty to lose that game because I think if you're going to play a team in the East, uh, it's almost like the West Finals your Grey Cup because the way the, the Toronto someone described people have been saying Toronto, that for months, right? <laughs> Toronto t- today, someone described Toronto as the as the best worst team they've ever seen like they get to they score two points last week and then they come back and and beat bc they're so up and down they're so unpredictable mcleod bethel thompson that's kind of like his mo so it's uh it's an interesting one it feels to me like the west finals a great cup and it's calgary winnipeg and Calgary's frankly scares me, although they do give up a lot of pass yards, Darren. And and yeah. maybe it'll just be one of these games that is just a, an absolute shootout in frigid weather.
0: You you never know. You like uh, Andrea is mentioning the Bombers had rust in last year's West final. Yeah. Yeah. They like, I mean, you could call it rust. It was just turnovers, you know, like, like, yeah. are you going to hang, like, say it's rust that a bobbled touchdown pass to Nick Dembski gets picked uh, off?
1: That was horrible.
0: You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just don't catch the breaks. And in the end, who didn't catch the break? It was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders unable to take that strong first half um into uh yeah. into a win. Um, I, I liked this comment. Um oh gosh, I lost it. Uh it was a here we go. Uh this from Chris Joyle, who's watching live on YouTube. What's going Chris on, Chris? Joyle, what's up? Uh it'll be sweater weather sweater weather it'll be sweater weather at halloween but not much more than that not cold enough to impact the game negatively they'll be playing strong because they won't overheat and you won't freeze says chris joyle who's watching on youtube i I agree with that
1: i just got to find a costume for my son i I think he's going to be a football again we have a little football like potato sack
0: um (laughs) (laughs) uh calgary is good says neon dreams 98 but they also lost to bc twice at home including against vernon adams lmfao says neon dreams uh so they ain't exactly all that in a bag of chips fresh press reference Uh, if we show up we'll be fine Uh, neon dreams 98 thanks for joining us uh yes Yeah,
1: well, I, I I get his. He he has a point, but that uh, that Kadim Carey fella in cold weather, uh, uh, running uh, running on our linebacking core. Anyway, we'll that, see. It's, one, it's so early to game. speculate. It's so early to speculate. It's a while off now, but it's nice to know it's sewn up and in the bag, and we can sort of rest on our yeah. laurels. But we won't we won't be resting on our laurels here at Bonfire Sports, buddy.
0: No sir, Looking going to the Great to- Cup too right either right gonna be there no matter what
1: well i know be... you're jealous i'm sorry I, zach i'm not I, i'm not i got to go to the last two great cups saw my team win in person go. a great cup i've i've uh
0: i could die a happy man right now to be honest uh mac Carr says if the bombers were ever played in touchdown atlantic as a road game like the riders did would you guys hit it up i would love to go out to the oh East that'd Coast. be fun I He's got it. my brother in law lives out in
1: Halifax. That would be great. What's that? My brother in law lives out in Halifax. Oh, That'd bro-ma. be great. Yeah. Okay. So we
0: got a place to stay.
1: Yeah, we got a place to stay. As long beautiful. as you're not allergic to dogs and cats. Um, oh, okay. Oh, that might be a problem. Okay, cats we'll are figure- a killer for me, man. It's oh, like- buddy. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've been to my house a couple times. I don't know how you survived. Yep. I got three of and,
0: them. And uh, then I, I went back up to your living room. I tried to shake your cat off of my leg, my lap, yeah. my arm, my shoulders. He liked me. Yeah. And I think he's okay, but just uh, his his dander gets to me. Uh, yeah. So um, Dennis, playoffs are very tight, and a three-peat is the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah, absolutely it is. The reality is, you could say this Blue Bombers team today is better than they were in 21 and when they, that they were in, in 2019. It's the mental strength, fortitude, toughness, focus. Can this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team not think about it being a three-peat or it being a back-to-back in, in two straight seasons? That's the whole thing, right? Oh no! Every week, trying to go zero and one. That's the Mike O'Shea Winnipeg Blue Bombers mentality. It needs to be deeper than just a, a line doled out to the media. It needs yeah. to be a belief that we're zero and zero, and we go out there and we try to go one and zero every week. Look at the way the West Final went last year, even in game. You can't think of, oh we're down twenty points oh no we're down twenty five no just go play it's zero zero every yeah. play every quarter
1: I absolutely think I absolutely think they have uh, yep. the the mental fortitude to do yep. it and it's just uh, you know it's it sometimes comes down to injuries and bounces and all those things but but someone asked here has it been done since the Edmonton dynasty it has not. Nobody has won three in a row since since the 80s. So, yeah, 4 beat is harder. Um, yeah, especially in football. I mean, I, I feel like football is especially hard to, to three-peat, but I don't know.
0: I want to get to a couple more comments before we wrap it up. Uh, awesome to see everybody uh, still in the live yes, chat this is great. Uh, and great. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, if you're, you're out, uh, you know, doing yard work, closing up the cabin, you're catching this on your podcast. How about that? You get two hours of, uh, bombers coverage, uh, you know, for your, uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, Comet asking how are tickets selling for the West final? Don't know, but I sure can presume pretty good. Oh yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, where was this other one? Oh yeah. So Paul Odette asks, uh, DB. I hope the Bombers get Malik Clements back to replace Shane Gauthier. Uh, he looked I don't like think he was going to be Kyrie Wilson.
1: Yeah, it
0: probably will be Malik Clements. Uh, Malik Clements, if, if he's able to come back. Um, but still not practicing. So it we looked will... like he was
1: on crutches, if I'm not mistaken, on on the sideline there. So I don't I don't know when that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, he's off the crutches, I believe.
1: Oh, is he? I thought I saw him um, the crutches.
0: Turk uh, says Dalton, Shone, and Nick Demsky. Who do you double team? Well, you can't. You can't. You can't double team them both, or else they're just going to run Brady right up the gut. <laughs> uh second last comment I want to get to Zach uh, before we give our final thoughts sign Drew Brown long term declares Larry Ward Larry and I are on the same page
1: Yeah I mean
0: it's probably not going to happen you,
1: though can you sign him long term and still pay Zach that kind of money
0: Well that's the thing signing a contract takes two parties right Drew Brown I'm sure has a good agent or I'm sure that he is going to represent himself properly, uh, one or the other and knows his worth. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to sign a a two year contract, three year contract and lock yourself into a number that you might be out playing. Uh, I think you sign one year deals and you try to include as much play time and performance incentives as you can. You know, like if you play 50% of snaps, I, I I've seen CFL contracts many times. It's like 50% of snaps in a game or how many games do you dress for? Or how many games do you start? Right. If you hit those performance bonuses, your contract goes from say 60,000 yeah. to 75,000. Yeah. For a quarterback, it could go from 150,000 to 500,000.
1: Here, here's a question. Would, would, would a team like Edmonton or another team looking for a quarterback, would they would they try and sign Drew Brown
0: just based on what he's shown? Well, here's the thing. Uh that's here's the task at hand for Kyle Walters. Sign Drew Brown. With the intention of being like, look, you're going to learn from the best. Look how good Buck is. You got Danny McManus in the building. You've got uh, Mike O'Shea in the building. And you get to learn from Zach Kolaris every single day. Yep. Okay? Or you can go to Edmonton, maybe make a little bit more money. Yeah. Right? And it all comes down to incentives. They have Trey Ford. They have Taylor Cornelius. Like, is Drew Brown going to get in? Like, look, if, if somebody wants to, if Drew Brown wants to wait until February and see free agency and see if a team wants to pay him $350,000, $400,000, maybe that's what he wants to do. Or maybe he just wants to get good number two money in Winnipeg um, and and continue his continue his climb. Maybe he wants to play. I, I don't know. I'm not yeah. inside the, the the brain of a uh, of the young man, but yeah. John well, Chan I, wants to know how many years Zach Kolaris is signed for. I think uh, he's going year to year right now. Year
1: to year. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope he plays for a number of years, like a Henry Burris type thing, right? Like like mm-hmm. just hang in there forever. Uh, can we can we leave it on this one? I, I'm just pulling an audible here. I love this comment from Gerald Wilson. He uh, says he's a 50 year Bomber fan. I honestly cannot think of a better team by the Bombers. How about uh, that? I think that's super cool. Uh, I'm Gerald. looking for that comment. Where'd it go? Uh, yeah, it's down a little bit, not too far. Maybe about okay. ten. Oh, here or, we go. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, that's Gerald Wilson from Big Beaver, Saskatchewan. Oh, that's you, Gerald. Oh, yeah. I
1: forgot about the Big Beaver. It, it had, I pushed it out of my How mind. How did you forget
0: about the Big Beaver?
1: I don't know. I don't oh, know. Man.
0: I can't get the big beaver out of my brain. I don't know. Great uh, to have you, Gerald. Yes, Gerald. Uh, yeah, and fifty-year and bomber the fan who
1: lives in the in 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 the Green Guys backyard, and uh, cool to be a fifty-year a bomber fan. I, I I hope to make it that far, and and uh, thinks this is the best bomber team he's seen. So that's super cool. Yeah, thanks for hearing that, Gerald,
0: and joining. Uh okay. So tonight. Jeff Kabila says, Buck Pierce should have come down from the booth to throw a touchdown pass to that would have been four bombers throwing touchdowns. Uh, and then Bob Man P sharply identifies that Danny McManus was in Hamilton last night. I'm thinking he's probably still there, right? The Blue Bombers assistant general manager, uh, honored by his uh, former club where he was a great cup champion and uh, outstanding quarterback uh, yeah. for a couple teams in the CFL, <laughs> BC hamilton but hamilton i think is where most people identify him uh during his playing time uh so danny probably not at ig field last night but yeah everybody was uh everybody was throwing throwing touchdowns tonight
1: and larry ward been a fan since 64 so that's awesome so my math that that you're going on uh 60 years of being a fan so, yeah so good for you my Eight
0: years good yeah. for you
1: yeah awesome all right yeah. darren we gotta we gotta we gotta stop stoking the bonfire here and maybe douse it for a few days. Cause I, okay. I gotta, we'll
0: douse it for a few days. I got I, day I need a day off. I was calling, uh, I called four bison basketball games, uh, yeah. this weekend, including a couple by university of Manitoba, starting forward, Wyatt Tate, son of le- legendary Ed? sports writer, blue Bombers.com, Ed Tate,
1: young Eddie. Awesome.
0: Young Eddie, young Eddie. And then and the younger, younger son, Wyatt
1: there you Heck go an young, young and younger an oh, that's
0: cool yeah <laughs> yeah and uh western university in town uh to play against the university of manitoba in basketball i'll just say this western university football school
1: all right as an, after i, I call you. their
0: basketball game and, and where's it's, western
1: it's, is that somewhere in tokyo there darren
0: no 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 it used to be the university <laughs> of western now it's western university okay here here okay we got to finish on this
1: Jab says, uh, shown needs 70 yards a game to be, Oh yeah. He needed 70 yards a game to beat Perry Tuttle's record. Yeah. We talked about that on midweek and then he got 162 today. So it looks like he's, he's well on his yep. way to beat Tuttle's record for yardage, uh, yep. for the bomber rookie record. So that's super cool. Here's what I want to know.
0: Harrison what- hurt. D- didn't practice this week. Just oh, to yeah. answer waiter's what, question. Here. What Go is ahead.
1: the rookie record for touchdowns? In the CFL, do we know? I got
0: I got to look all that up. I really because I'd like
1: I'd like to know. I suspect it's a, like a crazy big number, but I I'd like to know if Sean is on pace for that because fourteen is a lot for a
0: rookie. Anyway, it, it it's a ton. It's a ton. Uh, Tico Napali mentioning uh, would Ottawa or Saskatchewan try to sign Drew Brown? Maybe Saskatchewan. Ottawa's got Jeremiah Masoli. He's their guy. He's their guy.
1: Oh, 18 is the record. 18, oh, there you John go, John Elliott, Elliott says.
0: Is, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll double check that. We'll, we'll get to those. Um, we'll get to those on. Shout uh, out, on shout our out our to meeting.
1: One Bird. He he went through game by game to to call, to collate the number of uh, Nick Dembski combined yards. Well, I
0: hope he I hope he didn't Good job, because my man. you can go to his page and see his season total going into tonight.
1: Well, maybe he just wanted that to do add to add his math. Yeah, work on his math. Nice guy. Thanks for coming to stay high that day uh, a couple couple of games ago. One bird. Nice to meet you. Okay. Okay. We'll leave it there. folks. Sayonara. Appreciate everybody
0: joining us. Zach, that was awesome. We will see you Wednesday uh, for Bonfire midweek. Yes. And then uh, we're going to miss you on the postgame next week, though. I can't do
1: that late. I've got little kids. You're going to have to sub someone in.
0: We'll find somebody. Not we'll somebody too somebody. good.
1: Don't don't find someone too good, like a Jeff Hamilton or uh, you know, we've got great. We've had great, we had
0: great or, like uh Mike Still. Mike Still uh, was
1: phenomenal. Taylor
0: Allen was Ted awesome. Wyman.
1: They're all good. Yeah. You're you're gonna Wally Pip me, man. Nah, but I don't they think can't so. wear the chain like this.
0: See, that's the thing. You don't know Al Bundy, but you know Wally Pip. <laughs> Sheesh. All right, everybody. <laughs> okay. Ciao. Thanks so much. Appreciate Good you all night. hanging out late tonight uh, and joining us here on Game Day After Dark.
1: Bye bye.